0: Welcome to episode 21 of the Catching Up Podcast with Connor and Nick, and today we're starting off the show talking about why tech companies are acquiring media companies in the form of marketing growth. We also talk about the new Bitcoin company backed and its transition into public markets. We talk about tipping content creators and with companies like portal and youtube are they going to start using cryptocurrency to paying back their creators on the platform and lastly we end the show by talking about the books that we're reading and why thank you for listening to the catching up podcast if you enjoy this please leave us a review on any platform that you like we'd love to hear from you thank you very much for listening to the show please enjoy episode 21 hey nick good morning happy friday how are you doing today
1: i'm good good how are you
0: Uh, i cannot complain whatsoever i'm walking through the international district of downtown seattle right now and uh this neighborhood's still pretty quiet from some of the other places i remember i recorded this one once I recorded this show while I was walking through Pike Place Market, and that was just a terrible idea, um, <laughs> and it was just too loud, so it's still kind of sleepy around here, um, but how was your week? You do anything exciting?
1: Uh, the week, man, the week's been great. Um, closed another customer for Founders Live, the partner, uh, sponsor, Wonderful. so that's, Congrats. I'm happy about that, and um, that's something that might spread to many other cities Uh, We had Salt Lake City launch the other night and um, I then had some random person. uh, uh, He was actually at our last event in Seattle and he, you know, reached out to me and said, hey, I want to start this in Buenos Aires, Argentina. Whoa. (laughs) So I met with him uh, because he was in Seattle for a short period of time. And uh, if everything goes well, we'll be launching in Argentina this fall in south america man oh that's a big deal congratulations thanks yeah it's 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 spreading around the world yes it is
0: that's so cool um what a fantastic week that's some incredible news real successful yeah very exciting awesome well let's jump uh into this week's topics and I'll kind of start off um TechCrunch released an article about one of their what they call app investigators found out deep inside the code of Snapchat is this project deemed project eagle and what oh. project eagle is is it's kind of a extended play on what they did in 2016 with their integration with Shazam but it looks like what they're moving into is a way to be able to scan certain objects and it point to lots of other third-party services, but it's more focused on pointing it on Amazon. So you can find something in the real world, point your Snapchat camera at it and just buy that thing on Amazon. And so is this at all interesting to you, Nick? Do you think this is something that's gonna help Snap uh, get over their $300 million loss this year? <laughs>
1: I, you know, I think it's interesting. I, I'm, I'm curious of the experience. I mean, it all comes down to how, how accurate and the the end user experience is that fluid? Um, Does it, is it quick or, you know, is it janky? And so I actually think it's, I, I, man, when you brought this up, I didn't know about this. I was like, this is kind of cool. It does, it's the kind of the evolution that we've been thinking about or talking about for a while. Um, I know that you know some you know the company that we've been around for a while here in Seattle, um you as well uh, <laughs> has thoughts around this, and I think like you know i i don't know if it i don't know if it's if it takes uh, Snapchat to bring it to the world um, but it's an interesting direction for sure yeah i mean the the opportunity of being
0: able to discover it, any product or service or thing that you can buy whether it's digital or in the real world and be able to like look it up on demand is 100% going to be a thing one day. Uh, yeah. I, I think technology is going to solve that problem. It's just a matter of who's going to solve that problem. And it's, I, I just, even though I shared this, I I really wasn't as excited as I think maybe a year ago I would have been. Mm. Uh, but that's also because some of my priorities changed and the things I'm working on have changed. And I just don't think that's going to bring people back to Snapchat. Uh, but yeah. it is interesting if Snapchat was going to try to make a move. And instead of being like this social messaging app, they're more this discovery platform because the integration with the map and the search product is very interesting. But uh, i have I'm really skeptical that people will use this kind of like re-download Snapchat to find products. I'm I'm skeptical that there's that yeah. much of a need in the world for this.
1: I agree. I, I think it's an interesting uh innovation, but I don't think it's the game changer that will uh, will drive people back in increased usage. Yeah, exactly. And so um yeah, what other topic do
0: you have for us today, Nick?
1: So you know, kind of staying around the LA uh, direction. Um, so I found this interesting. There, you know, there was an article uh, through PitchBook that basically asked the question: um, with Le- with LeBron going to LA, how does that change the entertainment and VC industry? And I, th- oh. I think that's a really, really interesting uh, question. Given that he, um, man, I did. So LeBron is actually a pretty active or he's becoming more active as an investor. Um, he is, I think it's so interesting when I read about and hear about these NBA players uh, actually making investments and creating their portfolios. Um, but dude, check this out for some numbers. So one of his biggest investments or holdings was beats. Oh yeah. And that turned, got him a nice chunk of change. Well, check this out. He was given equity just right when it was founded, you know, from Dre and others. He was given equity just to promote it. And when that was, when they were acquired by Apple, that was worth about 30 million. Oh, wow! So that wasn't an investment. That was simply his holdings that he didn't have to pay for at all. You know, what I mean, that's crazy. So then Another one of his um, investments is B- Blaze Pizza. He invested a million. That's you know, a fast casual restaurant chain. He he invested a million in 2012, and his stake now is worth about $35 million. Whoa. And this is like off the court, not even in endorsements, uh, gains in wealth. I mean, it's just like pretty amazing. So, you know, I guess my question to you, Connor, is, with this move, which, by the way, I'm not sure if you saw this coming or not, but um, do you think how, how do you think it changes the industry, VC industry, as well as the entertainment industry?
0: I'm kind of going back and forth. Part of me is like it's going to be a big opportunity exclusively for LeBron and the startups in L.A., but at the same time, like I'm, I'm curious of what happens during a season. Right. And the season's like seven, eight months long. Like, is he what kind of deals is he working on while he's in season? And how many of these deals are out of season? Because they're playing three, four times a week and traveling. Mm -hmm. There's not a ton of time to, like, go out to dinner, get pitches, do the research. I mean, obviously, he's got a team that's helping him with that. Uh, But but that's a tough task while in the NBA season. So I'm wondering if being in LA is really going to make all that much of a difference because he was, he could have already made some of these investments, but I think that proximity is going to open up a lot of different opportunities. And if you're an entrepreneur in LA right now, um, he he's going to bring quite a powerful checkbook into the city. And it's, it's kind of wild that athletes, are kind of becoming these investor types, right? Back in the 90s era, and investment was totally different back then, but Michael Jordan wasn't known for, like, writing checks into all these technology companies in the dot-com boom. And so there's so many opportunities for all these athletes to diversify their, their money and put it into other places that hopefully will turn out. I mean, LeBron's two investments, just the ones you talked about, are already, right, 35X. So he's already doing pretty damn good. He's got... 50 million dollars that he can play around with and more or less lose yeah. and still, yeah. and still be okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's going to definitely inject some real interesting money. And there's a lot of NBA players. Let's just say a lot of professional athletes as this grows um, are going to be able to take advantage of some of these opportunities. Obviously there's going to be losses, but LeBron's a smart guy. He's done it extremely well. I mean, that's why he's known as the King. And so yeah. I'm really curious. I'm glad you brought this up because I'll uh, keep a closer eye on if I can see if he makes any deals. I think this will be something good to follow up on, uh, assuming we do the show all the way into next year after this next season's done.
1: Yeah, be interesting to see. Uh, (laughs) It's cool though. Uh, Yeah. So so what uh, what, what, uh, what's this about the um, the this Reddit wins the internet? So uh,
0: I. I deem for everyone listening out there that Reddit and the Avengers, and specifically Thanos from the Avengers, won the internet this week. So Reddit is, in my opinion, it really is the front page of the internet. Um, Mm -hmm. it's, It's where all the viral trends start. It's where so many of these things we see on, not Snapchat, but Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, even sometimes YouTube, they all get their initial traction on Reddit. And and I know any of those like viral loop profiles, they're trolling Reddit to find those things so they can be the first person to share it to Instagram. So there was this community that was created around the Avengers, and this one user, I'm forgetting his name right now. He uh, they started asking Josh Brolin, the guy who plays Thanos, to like get involved and snap his finger. And the whole point was just like in the movie of the the most recent Avengers, that they're going to uh, balance out the world and they're going to eliminate one of every two people. Sorry if that's a spoiler for anyone who hasn't seen the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they put it together in this group on Reddit and the conversation was by the end of the week, Reddit is going to go and they're going to block or kick out half of the members and it'll be complete. So there's this whole like play on the movie and getting Josh Brolin involved to like snap his finger and have everyone disappear. And it took like an entire day to actually like go through and ban half of the users because in the beginning I think the group was at like 300,000, but as this conversation got on, like it was going up to the millions. And so uh-huh. they had to just ban all of these people. And I thought it was just such a fun thing to do uh on Reddit and yeah, it, it took over my screen uh on a lot of different channels just a lot of people were talking about it and i thought it was just a very creative uh escape situation on online to just like get people hyped about really something so pointless right as far as like just getting banned from a reddit subthread uh but yeah it was just something i want to bring up i I can't imagine it hit a ton of people's radar if you weren't in the reddit scene um but i just thought it was something
1: really interesting that went on this week yeah, it's funny. I, I this at the end of the article it sums it up by saying it really embodies the spirit of the internet, uh banding together in mass around something relatively meaningless but somehow <laughs> decidedly awesome and hilarious. Like, you know, sometimes you got to sit back and just kind of appreciate like these funny little yeah, meaningless r- random things that there's they're all just it's positive. It's not you know, it's not negative there's not a lot there's not a like hate i mean there's probably some questionable you know comments and whatnot but uh outside of that like it's pretty cool that it's just funny and random and you know they even get josh brolin involved and you know it's pretty funny yeah Yeah. the
0: uh, influence (laughs) of the internet is so weird i mean this this is modern entertainment right for like people to come together and millions of people can come and socialize with each other and like My girlfriend and I, we were waiting all week. Like, I can't wait till I get banned. And we both got banned. Um, (laughs) And so we kind of thought one wouldn't be banned and one would be. um, But we ended up both being losers on that one.
1: That's hilarious. So what's the last topic of the week, Nick? Last topic of the week, uh, we actually have – there's a talk that's going to happen here in in about two hours on Founders Live around MVPs or minimum viable product. And really it's about how – you know you know how, how to build one or how to how to learn and iterate through your early first version of your product and um, you know Con- Connor, what's your take on you know a first version, an MVP and this could this could change depending on the the company, but you know I, I kind of thought about it, and I'm like, you know do you build, do you buy or do you rent and let me explain those real quick uh, building. That means you're going to take, you know, it's going to, you're going to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars, possibly, you know, six to 12 months, if not longer. Um, you have to have a team or some sort of, you need, you need to get it built. Um, you could buy it um, in ways that maybe for a, for a price and a quicker creation or some sort of already created product, you can buy that and that might be a high price or you could rent it, and I would I would consider what I'm doing right now with Founders Live is I'm renting um, an early version of a product. You know, we, we use a platform called Mighty Networks that provides the software and the technology to grow our community. And my choice on that was to save it. I, I was able to quickly get things going and grow the brand versus, you know, you know, have to go somehow get or raise you know half a million dollars then find a team to build it, which would take six months to a year to then only start to start from zero to build, you know, grow a community and grow your user base. And so I chose to MVP by a product that we don't fully, you know, own or we hadn't built it, but I'm renting right now. And the next version will be our own product. So what are your thoughts on creating a first MVP when there's those dynamics involved? Yeah. I, at this
0: point in, in my experience in the startup world, I am always on the board of going as fast as you can, building it like non-scalable and building a community and getting an audience and getting customers mm-hmm. as quickly as possible. Uh, mm-hmm. And most of the time that doesn't revolve around like hiring a bunch of engineers and taking a year to build this product just to find out. You've got to do some type of test. There are enough community building platforms out there with an already built in audience and data of who these people are that you want to build those communities first and then give them the product or kind of facilitate the product around them. And so uh, it's, there's just so much access to build a Facebook group or to build a community on Twitter or Uh, you know use mighty networks right there's all these tools and platforms coming out there that make it so easy i kind of shy away from like if you build it they will come i just don't think that i just don't think that works anymore and if if you don't have a customer base like it really doesn't matter what you build
1: exactly and you know what i've learned uh yeah of course there's risks and at some point you need to have your own your unique ip and what what do you own to mitigate that risk of things happening outside of your control. But it's just exactly what you said. And I tell us to entrepreneurs all the time now, you, you got to get momentum and you got to get what, you know, what traction really is, is who in the market, whether it's a consumer facing product or businesses for a B2B, you need to get them around your brand, using your thing and show the movement and the traction in the market. And you can't do that if if you're waiting or building behind the scenes for months and years, You like it's impossible. And what investors want to see is, oh, OK, are people around this brand? Are they experiencing it? Uh, what's your growth? And yes, you can do that with what would be called a minimum viable product that might even not be uh, an initial originally created thing for you and your company um, by using like A community building system like I have, or a Facebook group, and if you can show, you know, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people are interested, dude, you will attract enough capital and team members to build something.
0: Oh, certainly, yeah. If you're getting that kind of attention, I mean, there's going to be money coming your way in some type of way, whether that's through sponsorship or through fundraising. Yeah, Uh, that's
1: that's a powerful group of attention that you like. I've 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 read about brands that. They just, they're just on Instagram and they have millions and millions of followers on Instagram and they build companies around that. Like Their, their technology is simply Instagram. Yeah, It's just a <laughs> community. It's a, it's a community and it's a channel and it's, it's media. And so, you know, consider that when you're thinking about what's phase one of my company and product, it can very well be not even built by you. And that's, in my opinion, the best first move. To get traction uh, and grow brand, I 100% agree. Yeah. And so,
0: when when
1: this talks in two hours, who's it with? Uh, Craig Damlo is uh, one of our. He's a good friend of mine, and he's a, a pretty pretty strong user of Founders Live. And he um, he has a couple focuses uh, in terms of his job. But he really, in the end, he you know calls himself a, a innovation coach, and he does a lot of um, work with large and small companies to come in and and really understand, you know, um, innovation, product creation, customer development. And so he gives a talk usually about once a month, once every couple of months on customer discovery, customer creation and innovation, uh, of building products. And so, um, it's gonna be a great one, man. That's awesome. Well, that is
0: the end of our show today. Nick, you got any parting words, uh, for our listeners?
1: Nope. Uh, have a good weekend. If you're in Seattle, enjoy the great weather. If you're somewhere else in the country, uh, hopefully you're not <laughs> overheating. Not, not melting. <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: well, thanks again for uh, talking with me here on episode 19 of the Catching Up Podcast, and I will talk to you next week.
1: See you. See you.